0: This episode contains colorful language, which may not be appropriate in all situations. Shh, turn it down a bit. I was talking to our friend Jake today, and boy, is he in a bad way at work. Why? What's going on?
1: Well, he's ready to quit.
0: Why? Well, he says he can't do his job no matter how hard he tries.
1: Well, That sounds a little whiny to me. (laughs) Well, seriously,
0: he's looking for a new gig. And I wonder why a smart guy like him would be in this unhealthy and aggravated frame of mind.
1: Like you said, he's a smart guy. So, you know, I always thought he had his act together. Yeah,
0: I think he does. But according to him, he's responsible for getting some major project done and he can't get past all the red tape and mm-hmm. he's being blamed for the delays and the team's morale. And, uh, oh, time.
1: I see what's happening here. Hmm. Jake's caught in the middle of that classic failure scenario as it appears as if Jakey Baby is at fault.
0: Well, since it's Jake's fault, I guess he'll just have to learn the hard way, right? But it's not Jake's fault. <laughs> Hi, I'm
1: Dave, and I've been starting and running businesses all my life. And I'm Kelly, working for the man like a dog for decades. And you are you, the driven career
0: professional clawing your way up the ladder of success.
1: Maybe running your own business. The next 20 minutes or so is just for you. Welcome to My Job Here is Done. Thanks for joining us today.
0: I'm Kelly and I'm Dave and welcome to the podcast before we get started just a quick reminder that you can learn more about the podcast listen to all of our previous episodes we have some bonus blog material as well and you can interact with us at our website my job here is and all over social media at my job podcast
1: this is the one about Jake and how it's his fault he can't do his job at work
0: but, but Kelly doesn't agree that it's Jake's fault for Mm-mm. some reason. Jake told me he's being blamed by other people that he is absolutely doomed and he's going to quit. What's going on here? This is a classic case of what we call span of responsibility versus span of control. You may have heard the term span of control, also known as span of management used before. It's normally associated with the amount of people one manager or leader can handle
1: effectively at one point in time. A wide span of management or control has many subordinates reporting to the manager. A narrow span has fewer. It's a fascinating study that's referenced as far back as the 1930s, but that's not our definition of span of control today. More on what we mean by that in a minute.
0: But first, let's chat about span of responsibility which is really not a classic business definition. In fact, it's often confused with the same meaning as span of control. Let's break span of responsibility down a bit, Kelly.
1: Well, very simply, if you're given a project to say, create a new department that offers consulting services, or you're tasked with building a new office, or even more simply, you're placed in a new management position where you're leading a team of people. You're given a span of responsibility.
0: Yeah, you, like our friend Jake, are responsible for the finished product. You are responsible for ensuring the office is built correctly. You are responsible for the productivity of your new team.
1: You are responsible and accountable, period.
0: Those are really good examples of what we mean by span of responsibility.
1: Seems simple enough, clearly defined, no conflicts there, until you add in the more elusive and most often ill-defined or even not thought about span of control. And this is where our friend Jake, and likely you, have gone off or will go off the rails someday.
0: Kelly is so right. As a manager or leader, it's really, really easy to give someone a task to do. Like, hey, Kelly, can you please coordinate and lead the effort to update all of the SOPs by year's end?
1: Uh, sure, Dave. Happy to do anything to make your life easier. Now, and that's sarcastic. the end. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> what sarcastic. More? What more do you need? <laughs> right, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, for Kelly or Jake or you to have a chance at successfully completing your project, you need more than just a defined span of responsibility.
1: Yes, you also need a defined span of control. So if span of control is not a weird algebraic formula for how many subordinates a manager can possibly handle. What
0: What do you mean algebraic? (laughs) You know, if you actually look up span of control, you'll find Wikipedia cites a reference that there is literally an algebraic formula to figure out how many people can work for somebody. Wonderful.
1: (laughs) So what does does that mean? I have no
0: idea. (laughs) But outside of algebraic formulas and (laughs) the such, let's let's actually define span of control in the context that we're talking about. Span of control is what your authority limits are and what resources are available to you. And with this important caveat, without the need for further approval.
1: Let's recap. Span of responsibility is the hopefully well-defined task or project you've been given or that you've assigned to someone else. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. In fact, brief is better. That allows for more creativity and flexibility.
0: And span of control is the well-defined limits of authority and the amount or type of resources the person has at their disposal to use as they see fit without any further permission needed to enable them to complete the project or task.
1: But here is where it all falls apart. Remember our friend Jake? Jake's frustrated that he can't do his job, so much so that he wants to quit.
0: Do you really want to lose Jake as an employee? Mm -mm. Is Jake's frustration warranted? Mm -hmm. Can this angst for everyone have been avoided? Yes. Let's say that together. Yes. Yes. (laughs) In Jake's case, and we'll hazard an educated guess here, that it's in your case as well, there has been a mismatch between span of responsibility and span of control.
1: This comes up when you as a leader, give someone a project to do with the full expectation that they will own the outcome, but you fail to provide that person with the authority and resources they need to really own it. When span of responsibility and span of control are not aligned, as Kelly just explained, the project will likely fail and you're gonna make a Jake. Here's an example. You're given the task of coordinating a large project, but you don't have the access to the budget for the project. So you don't know how much you can reasonably spend. Hmm. So what do you do? Right. Now you have to rely on other people to provide that information and in a timely manner. So you can make decisions and keep the project on track for completion. When the project is overspent or was not completed on time, who's responsible? Yeah, you are. You are. (laughs) You are. You messed up. How do you avoid this?
0: Well, first, it's a conversation, and secondly, it's a process. And we don't want to go through all of the steps like one, two, three, four, five, but we are going to go through one, two, three, four, five because we want to give you some sort of a format that you can follow. You can change it up the way you want to, but just consider each of these. Number one, define the task or project in just one paragraph. Kind of use the theory of Twitter, where if you can't say it in 160 characters, it shouldn't be said. And then, of course, Twitter moves it to 240 characters, whatever they (laughs) did. But, you know, that's the whole concept here is make it short and succinct.
1: Next, select your leader for the project. Ask them if they have time and the desire to take the project on.
0: Yeah, it's important because you want that person to want to do the project. The old days of saying, you work for me, you do what I say, uh, that's pretty over and it's not effective and it doesn't work anymore.
1: Yeah, you want them to be excited about it and um, invested into whatever whatever it is. And
0: after you get buy-in on that, send them the paragraph you wrote on the project and then have a verbal discussion.
1: Yeah, talk about it. Ask the leader what resources they need to be successful. Make sure you hit on budget, people, time, material resources like supplies mm-hmm. and intangibles like access to other peers.
0: Right. And, and also make sure that they know if there are any hard limits and get them on the table right away.
1: Like if everything must be done internally with no outside consultants. Yeah. Sometimes you're not allowed to do stuff
0: and you don't know the reason why, but you can be told from somebody, hey, listen, here are the boundaries and you need to get them clear. Another example of a hard limit would be the project is a board-level initiative, and weekly reports are needed. They're mandatory, actually, to go to the leader so that they can keep their peers up to date.
1: Another one could be that your budget is a certain amount, and there is no more. There's no going over that amount. Or you can hire one person. Just one. Just one, and HR is aware. And, And
0: HR is aware. What's important about that?
1: It's important because you may not have access to the same level of leadership in HR. But now you have the authority up front to work with HR to hire that one approved position.
0: And that is going to save you a ton of time if you had to go through all of the red tape and the ringer in order to get that person approved.
1: Yeah. Think about all the back and forth communication. Who said this? Your monkey in the middle. Exactly. This just delays the entire thing,
0: which brings us to another point, And that is it must be done by June 1st. Pick a date. Super important. You need a goal date. Absolutely, positively. Even if you feel as the person who is delegating this task that it could go a little later, don't make it a wishy-washy, I need it in about three weeks.
1: Right. I want it by June 1st. Right. This needs to be done by June 1st. So those are a bunch of hard limits that we think you need to get on the table right off the bat.
0: Okay, at this point, let's just quickly recap the steps. One, define the task or project in one paragraph select the leader of the project make sure you ask that leader if they have the time and the desire to take on the project send them the paragraph that you wrote and have a verbal discussion ask that person what resources they need to be successful define any hard limits and get them on the table and finally discuss the what if scenarios make sure you both understand the points where things could
1: take a turn in the wrong direction and lastly, make sure the leader of the project knows they can come to you at any time for mm-hmm. any reason. Right. And that even though you're the owner, you're there to help.
0: Okay, that's great. But what about when you're already in a situation where span of responsibility and span of control
1: are way out of whack? Well, that's a tough question because usually everyone is very frustrated and you're sadly too deep in the quagmire to feel like there's an out and the clock is ticking to hit that completion date.
0: Yeah, we've also found out that the reason for this situation is most always in the lack of a defined span of control.
1: It's super easy to give someone a task with full responsibility, but it's work to create a proper span of control.
0: So you're deep in the imbalance of a span of responsibility versus
1: span of control project. How do you get out of trouble? The key to correcting this is in the hands of leadership. And your new job is exposing it to leadership. Go have an honest discussion with the person who assigned you the project. Hey, Jake, listen up. Right. Start off with, I need your help. You know why you start off with that? Because it puts the leader, the other
0: person who you're talking to, on your side. It doesn't put them on the defensive.
1: It's a cry for help. Hey, I need you. Exactly. Then launch into, hey, this project isn't going as well as I hoped. And it's my intent to finish it successfully.
0: And the reason why you're saying that is because you want to make the other person feel as if
1: you're not giving up. Don't
0: give up on me. We're getting this thing done together. Tell them,
1: here's where I'm at. Here's how you can help me. Be succinct and honest. Remember, nobody
0: wants to fail. You're counting on someone like Jake, to do a project for you. Jake wants to do it well. And when it's off the rails, Jake may try to put it back on the rails himself, delaying the inevitable.
1: We talked about how to help ensure success by planning for a balanced span of responsibility and span of control at the start of a project. And we touched a little on how to approach rebalancing a project that had no balance and is now off the rails a bit. But what about all those projects in between? Well... I would ask yourself, are you sure the projects
0: that are assigned to your teams and managers are on track? If you can answer yes to that, well, my job here is done.
1: <laughs>
0: Skip to the bloopers. <laughs> but if you can't answer that question, go find out. You're not doing your job. Sorry about the brutality of that, but it's a fact. When your team fails, you fail. You are the coach, the mentor, the strength, the leader, and And the ultimate owner. Own that.
1: Span of responsibility with a misaligned span of control, in our experience, is the biggest reason why projects fail to achieve expected results. And it's also why many projects fail miserably. And what's more, it's why Jake feels he needs to throw his hands in the air and quit. And we like Jake and you do too, so... By making sure your chosen leaders have a balance between the span of responsibility you give them and the span of control they have as tools, you'll see an immediate return on your efforts in the form of more on-time projects, increased efficiency and results, and a much happier and inspired team of people. Hey. What? Did Jay quit? Yeah, but that story was like from seven years ago. Is he working now? No. Why? Why? I think he's holding out for a management position. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Christmas
0: Vacation, Eddie Syndrome. We have a little more for you, so hang on. But first, thank you very, very much for listening today. If you like our podcast, all we ask is that you tell one friend about us, a colleague perhaps, who you think would enjoy the content and the stories that we share.
1: You can listen to My Job Here is done anywhere and everywhere podcasts are available. And check out our website for all the latest info on the show and how you can work with us at myjobhereisdone.com. Drum roll, please.
0: It's time for a special edition of Buzzword Bingo.
1: Practice using who touched base in my thought shower in a sentence that has nothing to do with business. <laughs> Wait up.
0: This is kind of usually the place in the program where we make fun of business buzzwords mm-hmm. because we absolutely hate those That's damn things. So annoying. This is the part of the episode that's usually not all that funny. Oh, come on. It's sometimes funny. (laughs) Yeah, but it's kind of mostly dumb as well. Yeah, that's true. But we started this, and I feel like we have a span of responsibility Mm. to keep it going occasionally. Mm -hmm. But it's frustrating because our span of control has been limited Ah. to just a Google search of dumb buzzwords. Very good. So recognizing that imbalance... I found a helpful resource. What is it? Well, it's a funny and very informative book called Get Ready. Let's hear it. Who Touched Base in My Thought Shower? (laughs) It's by a guy named Stephen Poole. I ordered it from Amazon, and it's our new go-to book for the origin and meaning behind dozens of business buzzwords. Mm -hmm. We put a link to Mr. Poole's book, Who Touched Base in My Thought Shower, in the show notes, and we highly recommend this.
1: We're reaching out to Stephen to see if we can get permission to use some of the parts of his book in the program. But in the meantime, grab the book yourself. We really love it. And remember, the business buzzword,
0: market penetration, is nothing more than sex behind a fruit stand. (laughs) I'm the announcer guy, and I sound as good as the story you just listened to. My job here is done as a podcast production of 2.0 LLC. Thank you and your awesome ears for listening. Want to get involved? Have your own special story to share? Tell us all about it. And you might get some airtime, just like me. Browse over to MyJobHereIsDone.com. Yeah, squish that all together into one word and look for the My Story link. Until next time, My Job Here is done. Aggravated frame frame of mind. Aggravated. (laughs) Ha! (laughs) <laughs> fucking
1: a. <laughs> that's a fucking simple word. Dave, say <clears throat> aggravated. 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 There you go. Okay, you got it. Or we'll figure shit out as we go. We'll go finish shit up. All right. And All whatever right. Whatever, whatever that language was. <laughs> <laughs> What's important is you've given them the hurdle of time. No, you haven't given them the hurdle of time. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I thought you said the hurdle of time. No, it's like main saying thing. you've given them the turtle
0: of fastness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you turn your tongue upside down? Oh, yeah.
0: Let me see.
1: Eh. It's not upside down. Eh. Oh my God, it is. Fucking <laughs> a snake
0: tongue. <laughs> can you touch your
1: nose with your tongue? No, it's not long enough. I can see it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good enough.
1: Ta-da.